0: Hey, that's right. It only takes a minute. It only takes a minute to change your life. A minute, the moment that you make a decision, you change your life. You might not reach your destination in a minute, but you certainly can change your direction in a minute. Are you ready to have a life that is minute by minute getting better and better? Well, you only have a minute, only 60 seconds in it forced upon you. You can't refuse it. You didn't seek it. You didn't choose it, but it's up to you to use it. You must suffer. If you lose it, give account if you abuse it, just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. Greetings to all of the folks who listen to this show all over America and around the world. Thank you for being part of our community, our friends, our family. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want to thank all of those who have recently called and said that they love this show. We had a nice conversation with a lady from Dallas, Texas, Who uh, her name is Cynthia, this uh, last week. And she said that she loved the last week's show and she listens often. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all of those who send us notes and let us know that you are seeing improvement in your life. You're seeing impact in your business and your finances, that you are starting businesses, that you're growing your wealth, that you are using the principles from this show to have greater success. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. I want to encourage you to continue to reach out to us and reach out to me and my team at willyjolly.com or on social media, wherever you may find Willie Jolly. Now, you know, I start every show with that minute. And I also start every show with a moment to give God some glory, to give him some praise, to thank him. And I am grateful for all of the things that God has done, has blessed me with, has opened for me that I can be a blessing to others. You, uh, You must know that I am a motivational speaker who also has a faith component. I have a master's in theology, a doctorate of ministry, as well as a BA in psychology, but I make my living in the motivational speaking arena or area. But it really is, if you define it really, it's inspiration. Motivation deals with your head. Motivation deals with making you want to do something. To get you up and going, inspiration deals with your heart. It's that component that gives you life, that gives you breath, that gives you p- direction and protection, introspection, reflection. It's that thing that breathes life into your dreams and goals and your future. So I'm excited about being able to inspire you, motivate you, empower you, uplift you, Encourage you and help you to have greater success in your personal and your professional endeavors. Now, if you're really ready to go to another level, then you're going to love this show today because every year I do at least once a year a show about relationships and I bring on a special guest. Someone who I know very well and who knows me very well as well. And every year, that is probably our most popular show. My producer always says every year, man, make sure to do that, that show on relationships and on marriage and bring your superpowered special guests who you bring in every year. And so we are doing that again this year. Uh, show because my special guest is sitting across from me beautiful glamorous gorgeous smart and she's really smart because she said I do (laughs) to me my bride the one and only D Taylor Jolly how are you D Taylor Jolly
1: hello everyone I'm fine sweetheart Well, we are
0: grateful for uh, the opportunity to talk to people and to help people and encourage people. We have had the honor, since we were last on together here on my show, of doing a number of big marriage conferences around the country. Some of them were individual programs that were put on by individuals or people or groups or companies, and others were church-based where churches who have marriage ministries asked us to come in as a result of the newfound popularity of our book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And the book has been out just about a year now, and it is by far our fastest selling book. Second printing. We had our second printing. Ran out quickly of the first printing and had to do a rush because we had a big marriage event and... People said we got to have this book. So we did a big print run and even those are starting to go quickly. And now we have to do our own events because of the response to the book. So we're doing them virtually as well as live and they are being promoted globally. So we want people to go to jollymarriage.com and get some of the resources to help them grow their marriages We're just amazed. We're excited now that it's going on Amazon. And we're excited that we are going to be getting it in the store soon. But at the meantime, you can go to jollymarriage.com and get a free chapter. Let's talk about some of the things we've learned over the last year that have been included in the new version of the book. An
1: updated version.
0: Updated version. That's right. An updated version of the book, as well as just some of the things we've learned that we share in the seminars that have come from our conversations with people. And they have been, some of them have been doozies. I mean, these conversations with folks. So we're going to talk about some of the principles we've learned from the book. Again, the book is Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. D and I have been married going on 35 years and haven't had an argument in over 33 years. Uh, Those first few years were very tough. We had major arguments. In fact, we had one argument we almost broke up over. But we learned some principles from some wise mentors that changed our lives. And we put those principles from the wise mentors in a book. And the book is Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And we tell people there are two ways to achieve any goal, mentors and mistakes. Both will get you there. One just gets you there with less headaches, heartaches, and challenges. So if you got to learn anywho, you might as well learn from somebody who's already done successfully what you want to do. How many of you who are listening today want to have a happy marriage, happy relationship? How many of you are having some challenges in your relationship that distract you from your business, that impact your ability to focus? because you got drama at home. How many of you are dealing with that? And what number of you are miserable? Okay, we asked those questions because statistics show that 50% of marriages in America and in England and any any of the what we call uh western cultures or civilization America, England, on this side of the world, they end in divorce, 50% end in divorce. The the statistic, though, that's beyond that is of the 50% that remains, 40% of those people say they're miserable, miserable, living on lives of quiet desperation. They're maybe sexless, they're not friends, but they stay together for the children or because they don't have enough money to separate. So we've had conversations with people who are in just drama-filled marriages who come up to our table when we're signing books, and some of them just unload and just... It's been amazing this last year, hasn't it, Dee?
1: It's been interesting.
0: <laughs> okay, let's go I'm through... Tactful. Let's go. That's a tactful way to say Let's go through a couple... Uh, well, let's go through the, the tenets of the book that we learned in the Ten Secrets... For shaping a great marriage. By the way, there is a chapter for those, uh, there's one extra chapter called uh, the special section message for singles or for those not yet married, how to choose the right person to marry. And that's a tremendous asset To people who are not yet married, who are thinking about getting married or want to get married, how do you choose? Because there are a lot of people out here who are uh, wolves in sheep clothing, and there are a lot of imposters, impersonators, who are not the right one for you. How do you get to know if that person is the right one or not? Well, let's start with chapter one of the book. And while we say, oh, one more thing, while we say 50% of Western versus Eastern is that Eastern marriages, we have our friends, the Alwanis, uh, who live in St. Martin, who we interviewed for the book. They come from an Eastern culture. They're Indian, East Indian, and they come from a culture where they're arranged marriages. Their parents choose who's going to be your mate. And they say the difference is, and this is what they told us, that in Western cultures in America, England or wherever, People have the right to marry whoever they want. Now, here's what happens. People start off looking at somebody who looks good. They get all Google-eyed. And, and then they get really hot about being married. They get hot. They say they, they get hot, and over time, they cool off. They say with Eastern marriages, they don't really know each other. The Eastern cultures, they start off cool, and over time, they warm up. And she said she and her husband are best friends. They love being together, and they've learned to be best friends over time. Okay, let's talk about the tenets.
1: Step number one, or secret number one. I think before you say that, before secret number one, we need to say that we have an interesting approach as to how we've written our book.
0: Yeah, tell them more about that.
1: So... We agree, obviously, as to the 10 important steps that will help you shape a great marriage. But then we share our individual stories or perspectives on how we look at those key concepts. And our stories are different. Yep. Our perspectives are different on that same issue. But we come together
0: Tell about the lady at church on Sunday Mm. and what she said.
1: Yes, there was a lady, a friend who purchased our book. We didn't know that she had just gotten engaged. And she purchased the book, and she and her fiancé read the book while they were on their way to the West Coast. And she said it was a, a simple read. She enjoyed the stories. And from my perspective, and he enjoyed the stories and understood Willie's perspective. And it was a good idea to have a male and a female take on the same issue. And we've gotten that a lot. So I think that's a unique way that we've written the book.
0: Right. Right. I think it's really profound how the people have said, we love the fact you're so transparent. You don't pull punches, particularly my wife talks about some of the challenges that she really had to question herself uh, because we're we are. We are uh, she's older than I am. She had to question whether she wanted to give her life to a younger man, as well as well,
1: who's going to be head of the household?
0: Who's better household? Uh, that and, was the issue. And, and a
1: blended family. And because blended family. You came with the daughter.
0: That's right. So look, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back after station identification, as well as making sure you know that this is the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show, and for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Of getting positive motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners, and I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com/gift. Wjspeaks.com/gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you Your it's about your it's all about your
1: it's about your it's about your, it's about, your, it's about, your
0: it's all about your And we're attitude. back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, with my special guest. This is D.
1: Taylor Jolly.
0: And so we're here for a uh, show that so many people ask for every year. Over and over, people say, "Can you have that show with your wife, that y'all can talk about your marriage?" Uh, many people have asked, how do we do it? We work together, we travel together, we're together about 20 hours per day, every day. She's up before day, about 5 a.m., and goes to the gym. And by the time I get up a couple hours later, I go to the gym. And then we reconvene back at our office and our home, or, or when we're traveling somewhere, you know, uh, in the early morning. And then we're together the rest of the time. We travel together, we do everything together. And so, we don't argue, and and people are just so amazed. You, you don't argue? No, we don't argue. We haven't had an argument over 30 years. Now, do we always agree? No.
1: I'm always trying to convince him that my way of thinking <laughs> is the right way of thinking, though.
0: <laughs> she is trying to convince me, but we don't always agree. But we've got systems. Systems, and the systems work. If you use the systems, you, you can have a happy marriage, happy relationship, and you can make more money. So that's what we want to talk about first. And
1: your relationships certainly affect your purse strings.
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. And as our friends, the roadies, told us, you got to be careful who you marry because when you divorce, they can take half of everything you've created and you can go broke. Anyway, here we go. First of all, step number one. I guess first of all, let me do this. (laughs) We never told you about this before, and I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to take a moment to tell you a story about how I got her to say yes. <laughs> we shared this at a couple of the marriage seminars we did recently, and people hollered, went nuts about this story. And it's not in the book, so I think I better tell you now. So here's the story. First of all, my wife, I met her originally or initially in high school. No, she was not my classmate. I she, was his teacher. She was my social studies teacher. A young teacher, beautiful young teacher. Well, I didn't think much about it myself and my friend Gary Coble used to go into class every day and say, Hey, you know, she's looking good today. She's a pretty lady. But she was married. So she was off limits. No problem. We were looking at the other girls in the class. And so no, de- no big deal. Well, years go on. I graduate from high school, going to college. I don't see it all during my college years. But when I was in graduate school, I was also uh, singing with a guy named Joe Minor. We had a recording group called The Deuce. We had a record deal with CBS Records, uh, look up the do sometime in the song, Someone Else, you'll love it. Anyway, we were on our way to a business meeting with our manager going down K Street in Washington, D.C., which one of the busy thoroughfares, and we were looking at women, you know, we were both single, and looking at women walking down the street, kind of cat whistling and, hoo-hoo, hey, pretty girl, how are you? Nice to see you. And there was this lady as we were walk- going, we were actually going west on K Street, and there was this lady, beautiful-looking lady, up in front with a very shapely, and I, I hollered out, hey, good looking, or something to that effect. She turned around, it was my former teacher. Oh, my goodness. I said, oh, how you doing, Miss Aldrich?" I pulled over, and Got out and said, how are you? How you doing? She said, oh, hello. How are you doing? She remembered my name. And she said, uh, so how's your mother? She knew my mother because they both taught school. Social
1: studies, teachers together.
0: Yeah. And asked about my brother and then da, 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 da. And then I said, well, how's your husband? She said, oh, well, we're no longer together. And I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then I went on to tell her that I was on my way to a meeting, couldn't talk now, but I'd love to catch up and be in touch and maybe have lunch sometime just to catch up. She was very noncommittal, not interested <laughs> you gave me your number. I think I gave you my number. And I threw
1: it away. Later. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Move Remember,
0: on. Right. You know, she gave, I gave her none. She threw it away. I didn't hear from her. Well, uh, some months later, I saw her a second time in Rodman's Drugstore. Oh, my goodness. And then I've cornered her. I said, you know, I gave you my number. You did not call it. And I so, don't
1: know what happened to it. I'm so sorry. I said, so you
0: got to give me your number now because I'd like to invite you to come to one uh, of my events I'm singing at. I felt so, trapped. Uh, so she gave me the number. And I invited her to come hear me. It was for the Congressional Black Caucus. I was singing for this event at the Congressional Black Caucus. And I said, why don't you come be my guest? Well, At the Washington Hilton Hotel. Washington Hilton. Well, about 10 o'clock, she wasn't there. So I went to the pay phone and I called her.
1: I had actually gone to bed.
0: She wasn't interested. But she, no. she did lie well. What did you say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I overslept. I'm on my way. I'm well, a little behind schedule.
0: <laughs> so she came and she stayed a short while. I sang a song called Lady. And I
1: up and left abruptly. I'm your light and shining armor. And I, I loved you. I got the feeling that this person was singing to me. And I thought that that was ridiculous. So I got up, said goodnight to everyone at the table, which included his mom, my jolly. And got in my little sports car and drove myself up Connecticut Avenue to my apartment, back into my flannels and into the bed.
0: So, a couple hours later, the gig was finished. I called her. I said, wait, well, hey, what happened? Why'd you leave? Why did you How fresh is that? You didn't allow me to walk you to your car. That was, you know, I was trying to be gentlemanly. She said, well, thank you. I, I made it okay. I said, look. I, uh, I go to school not far from you I go to graduate school uh, How about how about I stop by one day And initially it was no, no But finally I talked to her And one night uh, I, Well, I talked to her again And I told her at night I had the night class One night class On Thursday night Which my favorite show Came on Thursday night Hill Street Blues At 10 o'clock My class didn't get over To 9.55 And by the time I would get home It would be about 10.20, 10.25 20, And I'd miss the first half Because this was before You had DVRs and VHS and all of that. So, if you missed it, you just missed it. And I said, "Could I? I'm five minutes from you, uh, on my way by. Could I just stop by, and see this show?" She was still hesitant, but finally, I talked in and let me at least come by and see this show. Well, I came How by. How intrusive was he? <laughs> anyway, I came by to see her uh, and see this show, and over time, we became friends. So, in time, though. She lost her job and decided to move back to Hampton, Virginia, to run her parents' church and business empire. They had a very successful entrepreneur empire with a grocery store and laundromat. laundromat
1: hair salon. Hair salon, salon
0: all the above. And so that's what happened. She went back to Hampton, Virginia, and I would visit as, as often as I could. Well, here comes the how this all came to be. So one Thursday,
1: but we were good friends. We were then. good friends. Yes, we were good friends. We were good friends. But she just kept saying the marrying kind. Well, you kept not I, I.
0: I said I want to get married, but you were you were very resistant. You, I said
1: you were the right one for me. I I was enamored by. I you. I had recommendations of others that would be good choices for him, but I was. Dot, Trot,
0: Trot, and I said, I have made up my mind. Now you got to figure out how to get her to figure it out that that's what it's going to be. Anyway, a friend of mine on a Thursday, he lets me know he and his wife are going to Virginia beach for a long weekend. I, hey, 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 can I ride down with you? You can drop me off in Hampton. I can go visit Dee and her parents. She said, he said, okay, great. So they dropped me off on this Thursday. And on Friday morning, I told Dee, I said, why don't we go to lunch today? Uh, you know, it would be nice. And it was one of my favorite restaurants. Fisherman's Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf. They had a, a, a daily brunch special Monday through Friday. I said, okay, let's, let's do that. She said, oh, okay. Now, as we left, I said to her, hey, 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 you know, I'm going to ask you a question. Now, I know you've told me no, 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 every time I've even brought up the subject of marriage. That that's not something on your, on your radar screen. You're not interested. No, no, no. But I just want to ask you a question. I know you said it's not going to happen, but is it impossible or is it just improbable? I mean, she said she's an educated lady, so she knew it. I mean, if it's improbable, that's probably not going to happen. But is it impossible that it would never, ever could happen? She said it's very improbable. Not impossible, but very, very improbable. I said, okay, And then a little longer as we're going to the restaurant, I said, now you say it's improbable. How about this? Why don't we at least, since I'm here on a Friday, I'm never here on a Friday, find out what it would take to get married if we were going to get married uh, in Virginia. Do you need a, a three-day wait? Do you need a blood test? Do you, what, kind of, how do, what does it take to get a marriage license? She said, you know, this is a waste of time. Let's just go to, no, no,
1: just, let's just at least stop by uh,
0: City Hall and just get the information.
1: Which was on the way to Fisherman's Wharf.
0: Right, so we stop by City Hall on our way to Fisherman's Wharf, and I go in. She goes in with me, and I say to the lady, I say, let me ask you a question. What does it take to get a marriage license in Virginia? Is it a three-day wait? Is it a, a blood test? The lady says, no wait. And no blood test. And no blood test. Oh my goodness. All you need is $7. I said, seven dollars? That's all you need. I said, oh, that's good. I said, now look, look. I said to Dee, I said, now look, $7. Ma'am, how long is this thing good for? She said, it's good for a year. A year? Wow. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. It's good for a year. How about this, Dee? I know it's improbable But you might change your mind In the next year If you do At least I got A a marriage license She said Your $7 That's what she said Your $7 Do what you want with it So I got the marriage license And then I said to the lady Okay now If you had a marriage license You were going to get married What would be the next logical step The lady said You'd get on The the calendar Of the Justice of the Peace Which is upstairs But there's usually About a three week wait To be married By the Justice of the Peace Because he's always packed I said oh okay, okay, okay. So I said to D, I said, well, look, look. before we leave, let's go on upstairs and at least go to see what it would take if you ever change your mind. We go up the steps. We get to the lady who is in the uh, administrator for the justice Peace. And I said, so what would be the process of doing it? And she said, well, it's usually a three-week wait, but we just had a cancellation.
1: And folks, 15 minutes later, I was a married man. <laughs> and I don't remember any of the details, but It's the best decision I ever made.
0: That's the story. That's a true story. So look, we're going to take a quick break for station identification. And then we're going to come back and go through these principles in the book so that you can be happily married as well. This is Dr. Willie Joller. We'll be right back. Others have sent similar messages, and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com/shop. wjspeaks.com/shop the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I've got a special guest, my bride of 35 years, Taylor Jolly, who is not just my bride but my business partner and my best friend. And so, we are excited about doing the show that you ask for every year one of these shows that talk about how to have a successful marriage. Before we get going, we want to talk about the fact that we are having our marriage seminar that you can access live here in Washington, D.C., or you can get the stream. It comes directly to your home so you can have you and your significant other to get that right in your home. You can go to jollymarriage.com slash magic because it's the Jolly Marriage Magic Seminar. We want to create magic. So go to jollymarriage.com slash magic. All right, let's get it on. Let's get going. Here are the tips to help you grow your marriage. Of the 10 secrets for shaping a great marriage, secret number one is friends first. Friends first. That we have done the research that found that people who are good friends, best friends, also tend to have the best marriages. And people who have good marriages tend to be best friends. As simple as that. So what we have to do then is say we have to backtrack. Say, well, what happens if people are married and they're not married to their best friend? Well, then we tell them how to befriend your spouse, how to befriend your spouse. And there's some simple solutions to that, befriending your spouse. And how do you become better friends? One of the ways we recommend you become a better friend is first, you got to decide to work on your friendship. And then you got to find something in common, whether it's uh, art or movies or something that you both can learn to like. Or even
1: video games. I know a lot of men play video games, but women play video games now, too. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. But it's important to note here that there's a lot of research that talks about the benefits of just best friends generally. Mm. You tend to be kinder, you tend to be more thoughtful, and you're on the same page. Even if you disagree with your best friend, you work it out. Think about, folks,
0: of you who your best friends are. Whoever you, I want you, each one who's listening, think about two or three best friends. Two or three best friends, and then I want you to say, well, what makes them best friends?
1: So, make a list uh-huh. of qualities. Of a best friend. Yes. Mm.
0: And once you make the list of the qualities of a best friend, share that with your spouse. So here's the thing that, that... So you're going to exchange, exchange. that information So he'll see say, how you
1: stack up.
0: Right. Huh. Here's what Ronnie, what makes me best friend. We don't argue. We don't always agree, but we don't argue. Or if we do disagree, we get over it quickly. Or uh, here's what Susie says. So she's my best friend, or, or, or for your case, Gladys or, or Carolyn. We don't argue. We are best friends and da 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 So make a list of the qualities exchange it. Study your spouse. Study your spouse, learn what they like, they value, their preferences. What
1: raises the hair in the back of their neck. So yes. Do you really need to go there? Sometimes we, we know what bothers our spouse and we do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good.
0: Not good. And then get in their world. Get in their world. My My wife likes yoga. I've been to yoga with her. She watch. She watches football with me, and she doesn't know what's going on. But she stays there. My son might be here with us, and she'll say, "Did they score a a a, a, a home run?" <laughs> she she doesn't really know what's going on, but she. In my world. I'm in her world. I'm in the
1: space with them.
0: Right. So.
1: Communicating. Do
0: do that. Hear those principles. Learn to like your spouse over and over again. Focus on what you have in common, not the differences. Talk about what you value. Laugh together.
1: And there's a great book to read also. How to Win Friends and Influence People, which has been around for what? uh, 40 or 50 years? Yep. By Dale Carnegie. And the principles there how to win friends and influence people are the same for people that you don't know, as well as for getting to know your spouse better. Right. Chapter
0: number two, or step number two, or point number two, is not really steps, it's points. Make God an equal part of your marriage. We believe that God needs to be an equal part of your marriage. He isn't ours. That's what has had a, a profound impact on our marriage. But we got this from a couple who taught us about the, the triangle, that the triangle has three corners. And the left bottom corner is the husband. Right, right corner is the wife. And that top corner is God. Now, the left corner is 33%. Right corner, thirty percent, 33%, which leaves 34% which means God has the majority on this marriage. Make God an uh, equal part or majority owner of the marriage. Let it filter through. And that's where we talk about wisdom, having wisdom. The Bible says that wisdom is the primary thing. And so you have wisdom, and that comes from God that says, hey, here's what you should do. There are going to be situations and circumstances in your marriage that you don't know what to do. That's when you need wisdom.
1: So wisdom comes from God. We get that through prayer, through study, through interacting with other Christian people. And I would say that the emphasis here is on studying the Word together and growing together in the Word so that you have the same values. Yep. Then it's easier to resolve challenges, problems, stumbling blocks, Because you share the same values and you work it out together.
0: Right. Uh, Number three, decide to make it last. There's a quote we love by Roberta, Roberta Flack. She says, getting married is easy. Staying married is more difficult. Staying happily married for a lifetime should rank among the fine arts. From Roberta Flack. We like to tell you that love is an emotion. But marriage is a decision. And so you got to decide to make it last. And many people get married with, I'll try to make it last. No, no, no. Or they say, we got a goal to make it last. No, no, no. Look, we tell people you don't try, you either do or you don't. And in terms of setting goals, every year there are 32 football teams that set a goal to win the Super Bowl. Only one wins every year. That means that 31 don't hit the goal. But does that mean they give up? No. What they do is they try again. So rather than... Making a goal I recommend you make a promise And a promise is different from a goal Or a commitment, a commitment Is different from a goal Because this, I'm committed to this I've made a promise that we're going to stay together In fact, when we got married, I told my wife Hey, 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 if you want to get out of this There's a way out You got to die, you can get out if you die You die, you're good, alright
1: <laughs> Outrageous
0: So, So, love is an emotion Marriage is a decision You must decide to stay married. And then you
1: make a commitment to that decision to stay married.
0: That's right. And you make a commitment to each other. And we talk a lot about that commitment as well as the commitment to go through the challenging times, the good times. We had, oh, by the way, let me take a moment before I forget. I almost forgot. Happily Married Mondays. 9 mm. o'clock Monday nights, Eastern Standard Time, Facebook Live. Mm. You can join us for Happily Married Monday with the Jollies, where we interview some couples, we talk about things we've learned, as well as we answer questions that are sent to us by our friends, our family members, you. Our listeners. Our listeners, our viewers. So if you've got questions or you want to answer it, Send it to info at willyjolly.com. Go to jollymarriage.com and submit your questions either way. And we'll get to some of them on Monday nights at 9 o'clock. Facebook Live, just Willie Jolly Facebook Live. But what I wanted to say about that is that we had a couple on recently who talked about the vow for, good, for, for rich, for poor for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, and how they have stayed together for over 55 years in keeping that vow through the tough health issues.
1: In sickness and in health, that was the main issue with them. Yep. And the wife expressed that during chemotherapy, there was another patient there whose husband did not stick with her through sickness. I, I just could not wrap my head around that. He said, I can't handle your cancer, and I'm out. Right. A mother with two children now dealing with cancer treatment alone.
0: But how she was the opposite. Her husband sat by her bedside every day, prayed for her, encouraged her. And she beat the cancer because of that. She said that was a big part of it. Okay, number five. We got to get through it because we got five more to go through. Number five is leave the drama with your mama. Mm, That's a good chapter. Leave the drama with your mama. Focus on peace and prosper. Focus on drama and flounder. Your choice. So... Our friend Dr. Clarice Slewitt says, love is blind, but marriage is an eye-opener. She and her husband have been married for over 50 years, but she is a counselor to a lot of folks. She says a lot of folks have misconceptions, and they bring a lot of drama with them. Look, when you were a child, you thought like a child. You acted like a child, but when you became an adult, you put away childish things. Oh, did I, ch- did I skip number four? We'll I, come back to uh, it. We'll come back number four. I skipped number four because I want to make sure we got to Thank you, D. You're that's welcome. why I got you here. You're welcome. All right, so leave the drama with your mama. And, and, and that means reality shows talk about relationships and the drama that comes with it. And we see people doing all sorts of crazy stuff on television for reality shows, but that's for ratings, They do that for ratings. But let me tell you, all that kind of drama in real life does not get good ratings.
1: It wears you out. It wears out the relationship.
0: That's right. So leave the drama with your mama.
1: I think the interesting thing about leave the drama with your mama, it says that by leaving, cleaving, and weaving a new Mm. relationship, you get to create a new culture. It doesn't have to be 100% like mama did it over here doesn't have to be 100% like daddy and mama did it over here. You have an opportunity to take the best that you each decide on and put it together to weave and cleave your new relationship. Right. Now, let's go back, one, to chapter
0: number four. I'm sorry. I I was so anxious to get to leave the drama with your mama. I skipped number four, which is communicate. Mm. Talk to each other. Three big things that break up marriages. This sounds
1: easy. Talk to each other.
0: Talk to each other. Big three things that break up marriages are sex, money, and communication. And the biggest of the three is communication. Because if you can talk, you can talk through the sex problems. You can talk through the money problems. But you got to communicate.
1: And I think talking means being honest. And sometimes it's very difficult to say what you're actually feeling. And it can take time. So you have to be able to listen. Yep. You need to be able to say, I'm, I, I'm, I'm struggling here, and could you give me some time to get my ideas out to you? Would you just listen to me? I think it's very important that the spouse listen. That means listen with, with the eyes as well as the ears and with the mouth shut. Wow. And then not to judge what you hear.
0: Right. And let me tell you something we've learned since we wrote the book, Uh, the power of nonverbal communication. We talk about it in the book, but we really went in deep in the seminars. Now, we're going to come back with the four F's for having difficult conversations We do that. You're going to want to know what those four Fs are because they'll work in your marriage as well as in your business relationships. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and we'll be right back. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me when you need me. up the phone you can call and call me. This is Dr. Willie Jolly with Dee Taylor Jolly, my special guest. Hi there. Now, we got one more segment, and we want to make sure we get as many of these points in. Remember that you can email us at info at or go to JollyMarriage.com. Get a free chapter from the book and JollyMarriage.com slash live to order the CD. You can order the book there as well if you want an autographed book, or you can go to Amazon and just get a book. Uh, but if you want an autograph book, go to jollymarriage.com and you can go to jollymarriage.com slash live jollymarriage.com slash live to get to the audio of the, of the live seminar. Now, that said, we've got communicate, the four F's for having the difficult communication and conversations. The four F's are first, be friendly. Start every conversation where you have the f- a difficult conversation about being friendly. Don't be hostile because people put up defense mechanisms. Be friendly. Second, so be frank. Tell them how it makes you feel when this happens or that happened. Rather than, you did this or you did that or you were trying to say, You huh. make
1: people defensive.
0: You make them defensive. No. When
1: you accuse here, them.
0: Here, Reverend, accusations. Here's how you made me feel. Nobody can question your feelings. Be friendly. Be frank. Be fair. Sometimes there's a reason that you need to hear. Stephen Covey said seek first to understand, understand, then to be understood. Seek first to understand, listen, and then to be understood. You might get another perspective. And finally, be focused on a positive result. You want this to end well in a win-win relationship. So be friendly. Be frank. Be fair. Be focused on a positive result. So communicate. Learn to communicate. And that will have a profound impact on your marriage. Number-
1: Communicating like agreeing to disagree?
0: Agree to disagree. That's num- chapter
1: number oh, six. A- agree about how you're going to disagree. Big chapter for us. because major communication. Major.
0: Because that's the one we almost broke up on.
1: Over Chinese food. Chinese food. But it wasn't the Chinese food. It's what it represented in terms of not understanding what we each valued.
0: Right. So here's a f- here's a simple short version. These brother's coming to visit with his wife. I'm a Chinese food lover. I said, let's get Chinese food for them. She doesn't eat Chinese food, don't know nothing about Chinese food, but we go together to get Chinese food in Chinatown in Washington. I go to the restaurant that gives big portions. She's never been there or doesn't know much about it. Maybe I took her there when I was dating, but she didn't really study it. I'm a a connoisseur. I ordered four big dishes. She said, we need more. I don't want to look cheap. I don't want to be chinchy. And so I said, we only need four. That's more than enough. And she said, no, we need more. I said, no, four. She said, more. And then we got, I got louder. She got more intense. I got louder and She got more intense. And then I said, I hollered and said something, whatever I said. And she put her finger in my face and said, I will leave you. Okay. Back it up. Dial it back. Everybody say dial it back. Dial it back. All of y'all say dial it back. That's right. That's what you got to do. Dial it back. When you're getting hot, or there's getting intense arguing about to start, dial it back so you can compose yourself. I bought what she wanted. We went home. We ate. We had way too much. Am I right?
1: We had way too much.
0: All right, we wasted you were food, right. wasted money. But anyway, when my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law had left, we had a conversation. I said we got to talk about this, and she said I don't like people hollering at
1: me. Absolutely not.
0: And I said I don't like people threatening me. And we made a deal. We made a promise. That I would never holler at again, her again, and she promised she would never threaten to leave. So that's me.
1: called the rules of engagement. How do you work through disagreements? That's you right. have to decide on how you will work through your disagreements. And you need to come prepared or come up with your plan yep. before
0: you need it. That's right. You start working on the system. So we encourage people to create the system of how you're going to disagree. What's below the belt? What's the thing that's not on the table that you don't like? So that they know that's not where they want you to go. Talking about somebody's mama, all these other things. Or muckraking. We know, We tell you don't don't muckrake. That means bring up stuff from the past that's been solved or dealt with years ago. You bring it back up every time as a way of of getting an advantage. That's not good. Or stamp collecting, which is where you you collect stamps and and just let it store up like you do like a green book, uh, green stamps. When I was growing up, S N H green stamps. You collect them and then you get a you win at the redemption center. No, if you got an issue. Talk about it right there. So
1: you're not winning by collecting issues. That's right. And exploding.
0: There you go. Look, we got, got, we got three more, and we only got about five more minutes in this interview. And I want to make sure we get to the sex one, because that's a big let's, one.
1: Let's jump to...
0: Oh, right, look, how to handle a stalemate. We do that quickly. How to handle a stalemate. When you disagree, one want to go left, one want to go right. One really want to go left, one really want to go right. You got to have a way to handle a stalemate. And the way that we've done it is that
1: we discussed it first? We discussed decided it. how we would handle it before it needed to come up.
0: And then you got what we call the trusted advisor. Your mate, your spouse, your partner is your trusted advisor. Well, should should be. be, should be. We both say to say should be. And so. We have learned that D is my trusted advisor, and it comes from when I was a boy. My mom would be in the passenger seat. My dad would be in the driver's seat. He'd say, can, you, can I get over? This before you had a rearview mirror on the right side of the car. She'd roll down the window, put her head out the window, and she'd say, yes, you can or no, you can't. And whatever way she said, that's how he responded because he trusted her. You got to trust your significant other and trust each other. It makes a difference. Let's get to number eight, though chapter number eight
1: sex headaches and other lies
0: say it again sex headaches and other lies and that came from the fact that many people talk about I got a headache tonight I got a headache tonight I don't want to do it tonight but look sex is a big part of marriage and we've found that people who stop having sex have also we' found that people who are divorced mm. stop having sex typically about a year before they get divorced so there's intimacy. So sex
1: is a part of the communication part of the
0: communication and the intimacy so we talk about in these seminars and on the audio you got to hear the audio it's hilarious and it's really deep that men need two things women need two things men listen to me all you men listen to me right now men women need two things your wife needs two things she needs intimacy and security Now, intimacy is not sex. It can lead to sex, but it's not always sex. But sex is intimacy. But intimacy is where they feel emotionally. It's
1: time and attention and being listened to. That's right. Being valued, Mm. not just for the sex, but being valued as a person and respected. Right.
0: Okay, so that's intimacy. Then there's security. Is also respect that you got them and you're going to take care of them and you're going to take care of their feelings and, and- whatever
1: that security is. But if you've communicated with each other, you know what security looks like. That's right.
0: That's right. So to your
1: spouse or significant
0: other. So men, women need intimacy, security. Women, what do women need? What women? What do men need? D- sex
1: and respect. Say it again. Sex and respect. Men. Sex and respect. <laughs> sex and respect.
0: <laughs> men need sex. And respect. Sex. A lot of it. Men think about sex all day long. That's what studies show. Sometimes, they 17 times a day, sometimes before breakfast. Before breakfast. breakfast. That's right. And they need respect. They need to be the king of the castle. Got to make them feel like a man and make them feel like it. So, men need sex and respect. Women need intimacy Intimacy and security. Intimacy and security. And if you're mindful. And then understand about sex, gentlemen. If you want sex at night, you need to start working on it in the morning. Because, see, men are... We love this one since we wrote. We last had the uh, seminar and had it. Men are...
1: Microwaves.
0: Microwave ovens. And women are...
1: <laughs> pots. That's a great visual.
0: <laughs> pots. They take a while to warm up. But men, Johnny on the spot. So be mindful of that. All right. Number... Nine. Date your mate. Date your mate. This was one we found a lot
1: of folks in the line. And it does not Woo. require money. It's surprising Big how many deal. people talked about that. We have kids, we don't have time. That's when you really, really, really need date time. Yep. When life is is so busy. Right. You need to make an appointment.
0: Appointment. appointment, oh. Appointment for a date.
1: Appointment for sex. Appointment for sex. You schedule everything that's important to you.
0: Yeah, you put it in your phone. Everything that's important. Every meeting, every phone call, every conference call, that's important you put it in your phone. Conference or put in a schedule, we want you to schedule a date every week. Now, people would come up in line as they were signing books, say, Oh, we don't have no money, or oh, we can't afford a babysitter. Hey, hey, you don't need no money. We had a date night with no money. We sat in front of the television in our bedroom, watched Hill Street Blues, with the door and, open, and the kids LA could law. go by. The kids could go by, we'd eat popcorn, and that was our date. And we did that for a number of years when we were raising the kids and paying tuitions and all of that. So, We recommend a date night. We had so many who said, oh, we've been married for 13, 14, 20 years. Don't have a date night. We're too busy. You got to have a date night. And we had a specific situation. My niece and her husband called, and they had a challenge. They were having a major blow up in their marriage. And we, we said, oh, don't give us all the details. We don't need the details. Do you have a system? First for disagreeing. Well, no. Do you have a date night? Well, no. Well, we gave them a system for disagreeing and gave them a date night. And when we saw them, not long, about a couple months after, they said things are just wonderful.
1: At Thanksgiving dinner.
0: At Thanksgiving, they said it was wonderful. Things have changed. It works. Look, we got we got to go. Osh time is up. Number ten is we talk about finances. We don't have time to talk about it. We It's just about got a, the money, honey. It's about the money and how to create systems. We've got some systems that work and just didn't come from us, but also from people we interviewed who've been married 40, 50, and 60, even 70 years, these systems work. So here's what you should do. I recommend you go to jollymarriage.com and get the book. Get two copies, one for you and one for your significant other, and then get the audiobook, the CDs with the seminar, the two CD seminar series and the workbook. You can get also, you can get all of this digitally. You can get it downloaded. So if you're in China or Japan or South Africa, you can get it downloaded. And then for those who want to really grow and go to the next level, join us for our Marriage Magic Seminar on February the 22nd, 2020, here in Washington or available by stream. Go to Jolly. Marriage.com slash magic and register today. If you're coming live, you got to do it quick because there are only a few seats left. But go to jollymarriage.com slash magic and get that. We got to go. We got to go. Look, this is Dr. Willie Jolly and my special guest. This is D Taylor Jolly. We are out. We got to go. Well, Jolly we hope out. A Jolly out. Join us Monday night. Facebook live. We're going to help a million marriages. And enhance a million more. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Jolly out. Jolly out.